Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are less than a month away from the NHL trade deadline, and here we are again talking about Brock Besser. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the potential, the hypothetical trade between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vancouver Canucks to acquire Brock Besser and bring him to the 4-1-2. Yesterday, Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff continued his series of 25 trade targets in 25 days leading up to the NHL trade deadline on March 3rd. Yesterday's subject, Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are one of seven teams that he mentioned as being potential fits for Besser. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about my pros and cons of bringing Brock Besser to Pittsburgh and let you decide at the end what you feel is right for the Penguins, whether or not they should be targeting this player in the next 20-some days. The first one I want to talk about could be a pro or a con, and it's the only one I'm doing that with, so don't worry, I'm not going to do that the whole episode. But Brock Besser is going to be under team control for two more seasons if acquired by Pittsburgh. He's only 25 years old. So that could be a good thing because then you know you have this piece and you know you have it for the next two seasons, which lines up perfectly with the end of Sidney Crosby's contract where if it doesn't work out, at the very least, you know it's going to fall off the same time that Crosby's contract falls off and you're trying to renegotiate with the best player in the league over the past 20 seasons. So that's a good thing. You would need to move out salary to begin with to even make this deal. Kasperi Kapanen's name has been floated out there because obviously it has. There's not going to be any trade rumor surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins that Kasperi Kapanen will not be involved in, right? He's going to be in every single rumor, and especially when it's considering the Vancouver Canucks and Jim Rutherford. He's always going to be there. But in order for this deal to be happen, be made, excuse me, it's going to need to be another player with Kapanen, or it's going to need to be two players with term similar to Kasperi Kapanen. Brock McGinn, Jan Ruda, Teddy Bluger. There's just that much salary coming in from Brock Besser that you're going to need to send out multiple NHL pieces or you're going to have to pay a premium to get the Canucks to retain that salary. But him being under team control would then be a positive because you get through all that, 
And at the end of the day, you get a player that you're going to see for the next couple of seasons. And you're going to have in Pittsburgh for the next couple of seasons. But that could be a con. Because if it doesn't work out, if the change of scenery isn't what Besser needed and he just isn't able to get to the level that he was in the past, you inherit those two seasons and likely a $6.65 million salary cap hit. The Penguins are going to need some cap space this summer to either re-sign Tristan Jari or to find another number one goaltender. Regardless, you're going to be spending money on the goaltending position this summer, and it would be nice to have as much money as possible going into those negotiations. Besser kind of undercuts that, makes it a con. Not only that, but if it isn't blatantly obvious by now, and if you don't know this by now, you probably haven't been listening, but the Penguins are going to need to rebuild that bottom six, or at least reimagine it, and that's going to take a little bit of money to do so. It's going to cost them. So Besser's cap hit and his contract status as far as being two years into the future after this season could be a pro could be a con. Depends on which way you see it. Another pro, however, is the price for Besser seems to be in the Penguins' wheelhouse. It's not going to cost a first-round pick. You heard Ron Hextall on Sunday say he's not willing to part with a first-round pick in order to shed salary. Doesn't mean he's not willing to trade a first-round pick at all. But the good thing is he wouldn't be shedding salary by bringing in Brock Besser. And if Besser is not worthy of a first-round pick in the eyes of the general managers across the league, that leaves you with an open door to potentially use that first-rounder to help in another area for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because realistically, if they want to compete, they're going to have to make more than one move. So being able to make a move for Brock Besser, who could potentially play in your top six, another pro, add it to the list, it leaves you with some capital to potentially go out and make another move if you can. So that's a good thing. We obviously mentioned Kapanen's name floated out for obvious reasons and other names in the bottom six that I feel like Jim Rutherford wouldn't mind seeing in a Canucks uniform. Teddy Bluger being cheap among them. Now one big con to this entire conversation is that you're buying low for a reason, right? Brock Bester's having one of his worst seasons of his career this year. Nine goals, 30 points in 42 games. He's on pace to score under 20 goals in a full season for the first time, I believe, in his career. I'd have to double check that. I don't have that stat in front of me, but still... Not the best season for Brock Besser. That's why he's going to be on the move, apart from the fact that he's been rumored to be on the move for ages. We'll get to that in a minute. But only nine goals this season for a guy that is considered to be a goal-scoring winger. That is his claim to fame. That is why he's in the NHL. That is why he got that contract in Vancouver to begin with. Because if you look at the other side of the coin, he does not bring all that much defensively. He doesn't. He's not the guy that's going to play the 200-foot game. He's not the guy that's going to come up 
in sulky conversations. He's not the guy that's going to cover up any defensive lapses by Evgeny Malkin or by Jeff Carter or by whoever is out there with him. He's not going to be that type of player. So if he's not producing offensively, you really do have a negative asset. But you don't know if that's going to be a negative asset when he gets to a new place. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Not only that, but he did miss time earlier this season due to injury. One of them was a hand injury. The other one was an undisclosed injury. It was a while ago, but it's still something to think of. Let's go positive again. Bringing in Brock Besser and say it does work. Say he, all he needed was a change of scenery to be put in the right situation, and Pittsburgh is that right situation. It allows you to move Brian Rust into the bottom six. You can spark more offense down there. You can bolster up the defensive aspect of the bottom six for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you add a really, really invaluable piece to help start rebuilding that bottom six for the end of the season. Because they're going to need multiple, multiple moves. I think you're going to need one or maybe even two call-ups from Wilkes-Barre to come up and to fit and succeed. I'll even wager that Drew O'Connor is already number one, even though he's probably not going to play tonight. So maybe one other guy, but putting Brian Russ down there goes a long way in bolstering what that bottom six looks like. You saw the Penguins do it with Phil Kessel in 2016. It led to a Stanley Cup. I'm not saying you're going to see the reincarnation of the HBK line starting with Rust. Because likely the Penguins don't have the pieces for that. But it certainly is a start for the Penguins down there. You give him an opportunity to face better matchups. It could spark his scoring touch because he also, considering that he's supposed to be a goal scorer, got paid this summer to be a goal scorer, is having a similar season to Besser in that he's not putting the puck in the back of the net nearly enough. Another pro for Besser, by the way, he's overdue for a fresh start. A lot of people saying, you know what, Besser, change of scenery candidate might be good. I would venture to guess that he is past due for that fresh start. He's obviously been on the trade block in Vancouver for over a season, basically since Jim Rutherford showed up and even before that. There have been talks of Brock Besser being on the move. And there have been no reports, transversely, of him being anything other than a great teammate and a hard worker. For the most part, you just see that he shows up, does his job, and tries to get better every day. I can't think of a better archetype of a player that would fit in in this Pittsburgh Penguins locker room than that. Get him in a new situation. Get him out of the situation that he's been in in Vancouver, which is, with all due respect, probably the worst run organization in the NHL at this very moment. You could see a lot of things change for him. So the fact that he's not only due for a fresh start, but he's way overdue for a fresh start. Because of that trade that happened last week with Vancouver, they have him in the bottom six. Now, if he doesn't succeed in Pittsburgh in his first couple of games or his first couple of weeks, would he 
eventually become a bottom six player in Pittsburgh? Potentially. You hope that's not the case. If that's the case, then don't make the deal. If you think that's going to happen. But at the same time, you would have to imagine that he gets into a, a new place. He gets a fresh start. Especially if he's playing alongside Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby, if that's how Mike Sullivan chooses to deploy him, if he ends up being acquired. That's a different discussion for a different day. You could see the guy that is a multi-time 20-goal scorer, and you could add another weapon to the Pittsburgh Penguins that already have a really good top six and allow yourself, as I mentioned, to put one of those top six guys on the bottom. Because they need more they need more work down there. And the last con I'll bring up before I rest my case is that if you bring in Brock Besser, you get him at 6.65, maybe retain salary, you get him around $5 million. You have him for two more seasons. It probably spells the end for Jason Zucker. Some people out there might hear that and say, okay, and? Uh, and I'm not one of them. I think Jason Zucker has been one of the most pleasant surprises for the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. He has found his scoring touch once again and continued to do the things that he's done to endear himself to the Penguins fan base. He plays physical. He plays fast. He plays really great on the forecheck. And overall, just a spark plug for that second line. You probably can't re-sign him because he's on an expiring deal also. On the final year, $5.1 million, you'd like to say, you know what, maybe we give Zucker a three-year deal and he says, you know what, I love Pittsburgh so much, I don't want to move my family, I'll sign for like $3 million, but that's not going to happen. At the end of the day, it's a business. As much as I would like to see Jason Zucker playing on a $3 million clip, it's probably not going to happen. So you bring in Besser, yes, you get that seventh guy that really is seven top six forwards. You get to put one in the bottom six. That's a luxury for the rest of the season, but you probably lose Zucker in the process, which is a con. Now, whether or not you would like Besser for two more years or you would like Zucker for two more years without Besser, that's your prerogative. But I do see it as a con that bringing in this guy basically is the end for Jason Zucker. I'm not going to say it is surefire because... I thought that last season with Ricard Raquel. I was like, well, they're going to have to sign Rust or Raquel. They ended up bringing both back. But now you look at that, there's no way the Penguins, if Zucker wants to come back at what he's making now or even a little bit more, the Penguins aren't going to really be able to afford, or it's not smart to try to afford, Besser, Rust, Raquel, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, and Zucker all on the cap hits. Over $5 million. Not to mention you have Petrie over 6. You have Latang around $6 million. And you're probably going to have to pay a goaltender, especially if it's Tristan Jari, between that 5 and 6 range. That's a lot of money for not a lot of players. And the Pittsburgh Penguins don't have the minor league system to really supplement that with league minimum rookies. They don't. It's not the situation they're in, unfortunately. So... You can bring Besser in, but you're going to lose Zucker most likely. Again, I've been proven wrong in the past, but that's the lay of the land as I see it right now. So what's your opinion? 
Should the Penguins go out and acquire Brock Besser? Should they make that trade, whether it's Kapanen, whether it's McGinn, whether it's Bluger, whether it's, you know, you never know whether it's that first round pick. Let me know in the comments on YouTube. You can leave a review on the podcasting forms, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And let me know, should the Penguins acquire Brock Besser? Should they even look into acquiring Brock Besser? I'm anxious to see your response. But that's going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.